Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you are listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! talented you've you've hit record haven't you i have hit the record see I, I can never see when he's hit that record and he does it like without warning or without telling me without letting me know in any way and you say something i'm like is it recording no is it recording no is it yes anyway i am really talented okay and care to explain i can sing in several languages how many languages i don't know i'm i'm just discovering on a daily basis how many languages i can sing in what what are you singing for us now Today I'm going to sing a Gujarati song. Oh. From the region of Gujarat. Work. Because recently it was Navratri, wasn't it? Happy belated Navratri to everyone who celebrates. What are you doing? I'm just I'm just messing about. <laughs> because we've changed the microphone setup. Yeah, we? I really like this setup so much. And now we no longer have the uh, the uh, soundproofing barriers. Yeah, I know. So we, we, I, we can actually see each other whilst like, we're recording. Instead of like side-eyeing each other a bit mm. or something. This is brilliant. This is really, really good. I'm going to distract you so much. Can we just talk about how far you've come when it comes to podcast recording? What do you mean? Because before... You would have had a wine glass in your hand. Oh, wow. And you would have been swishing from the mic. You would have been like, yeah. And oh, my God, cling clanging about. Oh, it were really funny. I don't know why you had that Yorkshire I don't talk like that. But it was very that. You're like, <laughs> <What were> you? <laughs> oh, my God. And what were you, what were you like? God, that must be annoying to listen back to. What about you? I was overtly professional and I was talking like this all the time. And I was like, furthermore, if you look at presentation 51, it's like, it's like, fucking hell, loosen up, love. You better drag yourself, honey. What was I like back then? Very that. Very that. Um, um, This is how we have to do it now. Yeah. Um, I'm just a dickhead. (laughs) Well, you know. Love you, really. My dickheadedness is the reason why we have over 60,000 followers on Instagram. But go on, pop up, <laughs> Well, I don't know if it's down to your dickheadedness, but, you know, work. Anywho, mm. we're going to do the You Don't Love Me, me. podcast. With us two. Podcast. we're amazing. <laughs> and I, I, want you to, I want you to sing. What is this song, by the way? By the way, I've been listening to the episodes back where I've been singing, and I'm quite unimpressed with a lot of them oh i think a lot of it's cringe okay but people like them though. some of it's good do you know what the thing is i'm putting too much pressure on myself it's acapella mama yeah just have fun acapella's hard just, just go for it a lot of these bitches out there can't do acapella these bitches don't have to spell acapella these bitches are scared of getting on the acapella ride listen if anyone wants to sing acapella and compete with acapella. my man you come over here acapella. down to my ends acapella. and you do it Exactly. So, <laughs> oh my God, who do I, who do we think we are? Acapella bitches. Go on, honey. So I'm going to sing a Gujarati song. Recently, it was Navratri, which is a Hindu festival, and it's wonderful. It's one of my favorite festivals. I'm not Hindu. I don't celebrate it. I wish I did. Somebody, if you want a drag queen to perform at one of your wonderful festivals events, book me. Anyway. Um, so here goes. It's a song by Falguni Patak, which uh, she is a wonderful, very famous uh, Indian singer. And here we go. Chali sham ki gali mein tu to jare jare ja 
उसके सुरों में ढली मैं तुझो जा रे जा रे जा मने शाम घना वाला तू तो जा रे जा रे जा मारा शाम मुरली वाला तू तो जा रे जा रे जा उसकी सांसों की डोर से निकलती रे मेरी धड़कन में जाके से मटती रे एनी वास लड़ी एनी वास लड़ी वास लड़ी वागी रे किसुरैना वरसी पड़ा वासलड़े वागीरे हाय रामा राजू में गया Oh, that was really nice. Thank well you. Well done. Round of applause. Oh, thank you. Oh, my round God. Of applause. Wow, the cloud went, the, the round of the applause. The cloud went wild. Honey. Yeah, the, and the, what's the, the song about? I just said, the cloud went wild. The cloud went wild. The crowd went wild and the cloud went wet. Woohoo! <laughs> what's the song about, babe? I have no idea. Oh. It's just a celebratory song. Oh, God. It's celebrating the, um, the festival of Navratri. And Navratri, I believe, is... to do with the goddess durga i'm probably wrong and please don't come for him if he is well no i i actually i think i think people should come for me if i'm wrong but i think it's about you know this festival and it's like it's like it's all about kind of rebirth in a way i suppose like the death of evil Ooh. and cuz like ma durga comes she sees she conquers over evil and then it's like another year of like purity or, or like goodness basically i and, and do you know what's bizarre is although i'm not religious but during this time of the year i always feel a certain energy during navratri I, i've always felt it it's really interesting that you said the word rebirth mm that's really intriguing mm. because I, i i you know massively believe the idea of you know um in your lifetime you die a, a die and die a die again mm-hmm. everyone, not everyone does Mm-hmm. You have to allow yourself to, and you are reborn again. You are reborn again. So it's really intriguing that you you pick that and you connect with that song mm-hmm. because yeah, it is. Do you ever feel like you've had a rebirth in life or many rebirths? Many, many, many. Um, more so recently than before. I'm just looking on my phone, and I'm right. It is an annual Hindu festival observed in the honor of the goddess Durga. It spans over nine nights and ten days. A Navratri, I believe. does actually mean um nine nights so um that's my life really and on the last of the festival um people pray and um yeah it's a wonderful it's a it's a wonderful festival i'm so happy <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> wikipedia what was your question sorry oh wow he was just being ignorant towards me have i felt rebirth yes very recently i think Tell I haven't felt it. it. I don't think actually. Okay. Let's re- rewind a little bit. I don't think I've ever felt um rebirth until this year. Oh, okay. So, I'm I'm going to question you a bit now if that's okay. Mm. Now, do you think you can go back to the the first time this year you you felt that moment? Or or the beginning stages of the idea of like dying and being reborn. Because the interesting thing is, RuPaul always says, you know, on Drag Race, like it's about dying a thousand deaths and you know being reborn and reborn. And I never quite got it until the last year or so. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to get a message from a TV show because yeah. you know it's reality TV, mm-hmm. you know it's entertainment, and so you want to take things at face value rather than spiritual value. And, and then you, right? but you can dig into a few books. Mm, you can. I think it was this year and maybe towards the tail end of last year as well. Yeah. I think the first rebirth was when I kind of looked up and saw myself in the mirror and I was like 
who is this old man? That was last year. Was that when you got the towards, jab? Yeah, towards the end of last year when I had my COVID. No, that was towards the beginning of last year. Towards the beginning of last yeah. year. I was like, who is this old man? Mm. I don't recognize this old man in the mirror who has completely faded away from mm. the world. And I didn't realize as to how much of myself I had kept hidden in yeah. a way. I think after being kicked out by my parents, I was very much back in survival mode, which is a place that I was very comfortable in because that is what we were in throughout oh, my childhood. Do you think a lot of people get comfortable in survival mode? I, I don't know if they get comfortable, but I yeah. think they get accost, accustomed to it. I like, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah they're, they're familiar with mm. survival mode, which is sometimes the reason why sometimes people find it difficult to overcome trauma because the hurt, the neglect, the anger becomes their personality. And it's like, oh, well, that's just the way I'm built. People, I've been through this, and so that's the reason mm, why I'm like and, this. And people like to stay where they feel com like familiar, where it's a familiar place. F familiar, yeah, but also in order to overcome that, you really have to fully destroy your ego oh, 100% I mean okay imagine if it's your parents who've been horrible to you and that is supposed to be your source of love we've all seen the fucking uh, adverts on TV or it's like oh happy family everyone loves each other <laughs> nope. and that's Disney or whatever yeah. <laughs> it is you know um, you have to uh, as a child who comes from trauma you have to be like oh wow well maybe I was born to be abused Maybe I was raised to be controlled. Mm. Maybe I was brought into this world by people who did, do not know how to love me. Mm. Maybe I, maybe all of this happened to me and then maybe none of that's my fault. You know, I have come into this world, I was abused and it wasn't my fault, yet I have to deal with the, the repercussions of it. And at the same time, I have to make sure I'm not angry at the world and continue to thrive. I mean, my God, that just sounds like such a massive uphill struggle. And, and we so, also yeah, yeah, 100%. From, also stayed away from that point because it is, it is so, there's so much to this. Mm. It's like a million bloody mind maps, Venn diagrams, the yeah. bar charts, the works. That's so complicated. So I just want to bring it back to that, that point that you make when, you know, the first time you felt like you had that rebirth when you were looking at yourself in the mirror and you were like, who's this old man? It was after you had your COVID jab last, the beginning of last year. Yes. It was a tough time. And wh where did that go after that? Well, I decided that I don't want to be that old man anymore. Mm. And this has got nothing to do with physicality. Yeah, it's a feeling, in it? It's a feeling, yeah. And I wanted to pursue colour and happiness and the light and authenticity. And I think that's really when my drag catapulted as well. I never thought putting on makeup and putting on a wig would help me be comfortable in my own skin and it would make it would help me understand my purpose in life, mm. which is bizarre because it is, well, actually it's not bizarre, but society will tell you that it's bizarre. Yeah. You know, yeah, because it's like the number of people that come up to me and they're like, Oh, so do you do this for fun? <laughs> Your dad, dickhead. I do it. <laughs> it is, is my, you know, entertaining people is my purpose. So, um, that really helped. And honestly, Amir, from the time I was a child to now, is it's very delete that mm. I have fully reconnected with my inner child and I've reconnected with that child that I used to know because that child just wanted to have fun. Yeah. He just wanted to entertain and he loved it when people laughed and smiled. Now mm. the reality is a lot of that came from trauma because mm. um, 
a part of it was a coping mechanism for sure. However, that's when I was happiest. And I feel a very strong established connection with that inner child. And the reason why I say it's got nothing to do with physicality, because especially in drag, you shape, you're a shapeshifter. Yeah. You change your, your appearance all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm bigger now than I've ever been, but I can manipulate that and I can do something about that. And that's a completely separate journey. And I have more white hairs in my head than I've had before, but I'm not going to stress about it and create 10 more. That's just where I'm at right now. And again, that's something that can be edited and yeah. changed depending on the day. So it's not necessary. And, and also recently I've been learning in um, research that shit like that can actually be reversed mm. um, just by how you live your life. So yeah. stress-free. Yeah, yeah. Stress-free, drug-free, alcohol-free, all that. Healthy. Like, I'm not wrong. Yeah, 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 100%. So um, yeah, that was my first first sort of death and rebirth and then recently i've been having several more and they have been it's it's kind of been like growth pains it really has it really hit, but it really it really hits you don't yeah it? yeah yeah it really you know, does I, I know and i know some people listen to me these two crazy who are these wacky people because <laughs> I, I i i think about the journey from our podcast three years ago hmm. to now and it's, it's so interesting you mentioned like remember when you were like this and i was like this i was like yeah i don't recognize those people anymore no i don't recognize those bitches they've died i don't recognize those people they've died and it's, not, it's not a sad thing no. or a happy thing it, it just is evolution is the thing that needs to keep going you need to well, evolve I, I think for that reason it is a happy thing yeah oh because yeah you're constantly so. yeah, yeah, you're constantly evolving yeah and what about you? When when did you experience? Oh, oh wow! Well, we just throwing it back to me right now. I think um, I've transformed my. And there's still a way to go in, in you know how I want my mind to get to and stuff. You know, there's variables. Students in life. for life. Yeah, we asked. I always used to put that in my applications. You know, when I was teaching lifelong learner. Mm. Um, yes, and. I used to think, you know, when people used to talk about this kind of stuff. See, when you ask me a question, it's over. <laughs> yeah, spirituality. Read yourself. Yeah, spirituality and stuff. I'm like, oh, hobbledy goggledy, whatever. <laughs> the moment everything changed for me was the moment the relationship with certain people in my life ended. Mm-hmm. And, and, and by the way, I'm not just talking about family or not just talking about friends. Mm-hmm. Just and, and I don't want to get into mentioning the who's who. Yeah. I don't need to. Mm-hmm. You know, relationships ended with certain people in my life. Sure. And like dark energies were, were lifted. Mm-hmm. And that opened me up to like a new world. You know, I started listening to certain things, reading certain things, um, trying to separate myself from my own thoughts. I'm trying to, it's like reprogramming, we re- re- rewiring your brain, mm. think a different way. You know how um, you always say it takes three weeks to create a habit, doesn't it? Yes. It's the same for your brain. Yeah. You know, you have a thought. It's going to take time for you to get rid of that negative thought. Mm-hmm. And you have to keep telling yourself again and again and again. And eventually it'll become, it won't even become a thing. So I think, yeah, over a year ago, my, my life really started to change. My mindset started to change. This anger inside me just dissolved. Mm. And therapy massively helped with that. You know, therapy is, is incredible and it, it just helped me so much. And it's something you can dip in and out of whenever you feel like you need it. When you need a bit of fine tuning, you're like, oh, I need it. And you don't... <laughs> It, when you've had it, it's like, oh my God, I don't need to go to the, the lengths of being really broken to get it. No. It's like, oh my God, well, this has happened. Mm. Maybe maybe a, one session of therapy might help. And yeah. I, I, I did that not, probably about a month ago, two mm-hmm. months ago, and it was only mm-hmm. one session. Mm-hmm. That's it. I was like, oh yeah, that helped me. And so I think I, I started 
dying a, a lot of deaths over the course of last year. And I think you would agree again yeah. and again and again and relearning things and fine tuning my brain. And it's the way I see things and the way I talk to people and the questions I ask people as well and the way I react to people as well. Yeah. I'm not in fight mode anymore. No. There's, there's nothing to fight. To the point I'm in like a nothing mode with a lot of things. You know that, don't you? Mm. Or just I'm, I'm more intrigued. <laughs> I'm so fascinated by the human experience now and how people live their life and why they do certain things and how it works. And, and you know, the, especially the friends I made over the last year. Um, it's funny because we, 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 we say certain things and like they'll say something and they'll ask me what I think of it. And they're like, oh, I knew you were going to say that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I've got the right answer, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's going to go into some spiritual land of me questioning back um that because in a way regardless of where my life's been i feel like i can be in somewhat control of my hurt and my trauma and 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 everything that's a nice place to be yeah you can't let your hurt inner child or your past dictate your future oh my inner child is living right now mm. i am nurturing and watering that inner child it's <laughs> fed it's nurtured, it's happy, it's the running around the city of Manchester with a big mm. smile on its face, every single day delighted and happy. And what I, what I do notice more and more now, and, you know, is you really, it sounds horrible, not horrible, it sounds weird. You can kind of decide to be happy. Yes. And you can think, okay, what am I going to do to make myself happy? And for me, it's not just the largest things, it can be the smallest things as well. Like... um waking up in the morning be like i choose me today mm -hmm. what am i gonna do first thing today that will really that, you know that i love to do and for me it's, it might be like a walk and a podcast or like going to the gym first thing or mm -hmm. um lay in bed for a bit longer or something like what is it because guess what the world's not end the world's not gonna end it keeps it, spinning it, around no, nothing's gonna happen if you don't send that email bang on 9am darling mm. no nothing's gonna happen mm. nada you know, and that's still a, a learning thing that I'm going through right now as well, because I am very much, and you know what I'm like, I'm very much, get everything done, 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 stress, 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 stress. And you know, even today when I was setting up things for shooting and the podcast stuff and everything, and, and went to the gym and I was like, oh, it's busy and ironing and stuff. I just chucked some music on and I was like, I'm going to have fun with this. And like, guess what? The world didn't end. Everything got done that I needed to get done and I had a good time. Yeah, I think we were raised in households that although they were uh, on paper all about the next life and the the life after this earthly yeah. world, ironically, they were very much deeply entrenched in um, our perceived reality. Mm. Um, and I always found that really funny because... If you want to go down the path of spirituality, if you want to be happy, if you want to focus on yourself and really delve within yourself and the universe, who you are, why you're here, what the purpose is, what's going to happen next, get all philosophical and, you know, what you need to do on this planet in order to keep going and serving your purpose, all that jazz. Yeah. That's wonderful, but it's a very different thing when somebody says to you, <coughs> excuse me, it's a very different thing when somebody says to you, you've got to get married now. Ooh. Oh, look, you're getting older now, right? What about your mortgage? Have you done this data entry? Do you know if you don't do this job, you're going to end up doing this? And the whole fear, running on fear, that is, and of course we're both children from migrant families, 
So fear often becomes the driving factor. Oh, of course. And if only that was switched with love or anything else, like philosophy or something. I don't know. If only if if it was switched to something else. I mean, like if you look at um, what's going on with, uh, well, I, you know, actually, I think it, it goes on with several wars. Um, when they start, so much of it is fear and conjecture. Mm. And if they don't, then we will. I mean, in my opinion, that's one of the reasons why Jeremy Corbyn lost the election. Mm. I, I feel I can pinpoint it to one specific conference when he had the debate. Yeah. One of the audience members said, would you press the go button on a, a nuclear war? And he said, no, I would never be the first person mm, to. I remember that. And the guy was like, well, if you don't, then they will. Yeah. Now, that happened, what, three, four years ago? We've had a pandemic where we've started it. and <laughs> You know, we've we've killed each other. But no nuclear war has happened. But it was that fear. It was the fear that drove, that drives people. The majority and, and, of people. And in actual, yes, absolutely. Well, that's one of the reasons why Donald Trump won. Yeah. Because our inner cities were a disaster. Guess what? The world keeps on revolving and, you know, the world still keeps on going. And, you know, the border needed to be built and Mexicans were coming in in their troves and the whole country was run by drugs, dealers mm. and deviant homosexuals. That's the reason why he won the election. And all of that seems to have died down now. So do you know what I mean? It's really interesting. The world really, keeps really interesting. spinning, the universe keeps spinning. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. I think we'll take a short break. I think we should take a little short break now. By the way, people, before we take a break, I just want to say that the topics of today were supposed to be autumn, overcoming seasonal blues, the monarchy, our new prime minister, New York Fashion Week, and Oprah's masterclass. And it seems like we have fully ignored the brief. And we're just talking, which I really like. It's a new setup. It's a new setup. It's a new setup. But somebody said to me, I said, because there were because recently I've had people saying, "Oh, yeah, podcast, whatever," and I said, "Yeah, you can listen to it, but I'm telling you, we just talk shit, and it's just like as if you're in somebody's living room." And they turned around to me and they said, "But isn't that what all the best podcasts are about?" And I thought, "Ooh, ooh, well, I'm not going to label us anything. We're in good company." Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, everybody. We're going to take a little break. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back after this. And we are back. We're back, 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 back again. All of them bitches I'm better than. Mentally, I'm doing that so many times now. So many so times. Many times. That, so that, many times. That should have stopped in 2019. Go. <laughs> <laughs> keep it doing it. Today we are talking about hippie dippy shit. Yes. And you know, we have been doing that a lot recently. By the way, do you like my nails? Yeah, they're very shiny. I love a shiny nail. Do you like my nails? Yours are black. Just, <laughs> you painted yours black, didn't you? Yeah. Well, like, it's like a deep emerald yeah. green black well, colour. It looks really nice on you. Thank you. I need I, to get some more of it. Basically. When are you going to get me some more? Well, have you run out? No, but no, I always want more. Okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll go nail polish shopping. It's fine. Um, Back to me. <laughs> I, I, was, I went for one manicure like six months ago. And the lady told me off. She was like, you have to look after your nail beds. And so she told me to use like a base coat, even if I'm not wearing nail polish or anything. So this is just a base coat, but for some reason it's come out shiny like no tomorrow. So I'm happy. She said she's a gay boy today. Wow. Homophobic. Are you gay for wearing nail polish? How dare you? Listen, you know we are militant gays. 
We are, yes. Super militant gays. What's that got to do with nail polish? I'm just saying. Nail polish doesn't make you gay. Sucking dick does. Ooh, that's the tea. Drag but me. Even that is up for debate these days. Oh, anywho. Because you can be gay or you can be, you can be, okay. You can be gay or you can be a man who has sex with a man. Yeah, I know. And not identify with gay mm-hmm. as gay. Just stick it in. Just don't clean up with the pride flag afterwards. <laughs> Happy, happy Pride Month, hi gay. Happy Pride Month. Stop it. <laughs> I'm done with you. Anyway, we were talking about something. Well, I, I've got some questions to ask you. Oh, darling. yes, yes, some you darling. wanted to ask me I've a question. I've got a few, but I, I, I had one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that one for now. Go ahead, gay. So do you know how we talk about, you know, dying a thousand deaths and, you know, be more spiritually connected and happiness and inner child and all that? Mm. Um so I, I would say that's moving towards the light. I, I would feel as uh, as people, we have become a, a lot nicer, a lot more positive, and we are continuously moving towards the light. And we, I, I do believe you put that energy out there, it, it does come back to you. Yes. You know, it does come back to you. Now, with light comes darkness. My question to you would be, do you think all of us have a bit of darkness in us? Yes, the darkness is there. Okay. A hundred percent the darkness is there. We all have darkness within it, within us, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but the opposite of darkness is light. Mm-hmm. So if there's light, then the darkness isn't present. And that's why you should always reach towards the lightness, which is one of the reasons why I tend to struggle with dark drag. I'm going to say it. I do. I do tend to struggle with, you know, the horror drag, yeah. the guts, the blood pouring out, yeah. the creepy drag, the ooky kooky spooky drag. I do struggle with it. It's not that it's not good. It is good. It's phenomenal, especially when it's executed really, really well. I mean, look at the Boulay brothers. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I can't deal with it 365 days a year. Yeah. In fact, I think American horror is somewhat more acceptable because it's very nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. American horror is very much like Disney. It's like, comedic oh, I'm Ursula. I'm, yeah. I'm dark. I want your tongue. Oh, I don't know whatever the little, <laughs> mermaid, little Mermaid was about. But I think when it's guts pouring out and, you know, I've worked with performers who've tried to induce vomiting on stage and there's stuff all all over the floor. That doesn't work well with me because I'm a firm believer of going towards the light. Mm. I like fun and happiness and I think that's also a part of our evolution. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and so I'm like, well, if you've got an <laughs> if you've got an audience and you want to entertain them, how often can you entertain them by being a dark demonic force as opposed to uh and you know a light bright sparkly entertainer mm. you know yeah, yeah yeah i do know um so yeah i think everybody does have the darkness within us 100% um but it's our job to run towards the lightness rather than indulge in the darkness cuz the darkness only consumes you, mm. whereas the lightness um, can illuminate everything. And Do you, you know get what? It back That's so true, though. Mm. Like, if you go towards the dark energies and you have the darkness, and 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 by that it can mean anything from 
just being a horrible, nasty person, bitterness, jealousy, anger. Mm -hmm. If you have all that within you, which which everyone has parts of everything, and you will lash out on others, right? Mm -hmm. And you will try to tear other people down. Mm -hmm. And that time can be spent focusing on yourself, right? Yes, absolutely. And bettering yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. Now, although you might harm someone or hurt someone, the person you're truly hurting and harming in the, in the long run is yourself. Yes. Like deeply, you are literally, it's like you're putting invisible scars all over your body. You are really harming yourself by, by being like that. Now, you can do that and hurt people and you can try to suck the light out of them and then you hurt yourself in the end. And I, I like what you said and I agree with you, but if you're light, you, will, you can illuminate a room. Mm. You can bring such positive energy into people's lives and you will feel great and everyone around you will feel great and everyone will have a good time and it's just lightness and it's positivity and it's great energy and great vibes and every, and I just find with that lightness breeds really great conversation like I've this last past year with people I've had some really powerful conversations where yeah. I feel like there's been a shift or a maneuver in either myself or the other person's life yeah and that's almost emotional because it's like, wow, just through the power of words, being positive and light, we have been able to make a difference in our own life, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, in, in any way possible, whether it's a, a big challenge or something to overcome, you can. And, you know, you always say darkness can't exist in the presence of light. Yeah, I got that from Group Hall. Yeah, and I, I, I'm starting to believe that more because the more positive I become and the more actively nice I am, Mm -hmm. You know, the more actively, because it's, it's a learning curve. It's, it's to not fall back on your triggers from your upbringing and your trauma, isn't it? Like, yes. you know, it, it's a real learning curve. And, and this is coming from me. I was a hothead, you know. I was a <laughs> hardcore hothead. And now, honey, I, I'm not fighting anyone. Like, no. what for? Like, what for? What, what, what am I going to gain from it? Nothing. Well, I think... And what am I, but all I'm going to do is hurt myself and harm myself. And, you know, you can kill people with kindness... You can, or you can say nothing. For you know, for example, you go on nights out sometimes, and someone can say something really horrible to you. You know, it mm. can be racially charged at times as well. Yeah. Um, the only would have been like, "I'm coming for you, bitch." Now mm. I'm like, "And like, it, it, it's nothing." And then now I've noticed when you do that, the other person spins out and spins out and spins out and spins out, and you you see them physically doing certain things. Yeah. They're spinning out, and I'm like, "Honey, I'm just gonna have a good time and." move towards the light and I give you love I've, I would even say to someone I give you love yeah you know and for me to be like that I am looking at myself and I look at myself like who are you who are you <laughs> what have you done with the person I knew mm. you know it's weird and for some people I, I get it comes across as fake and false and, and whatever but I, I don't mind like if X smart people want to think X amount of things. It doesn't matter to me what anyone thinks. I think there's two things there. Go on. I think the first is that oftentimes anger can be misplaced and you're actually angry. I've been there. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm talking about you. I think anger can be misplaced. <laughs> anger can be misplaced and the anger is supposed to be directed towards somebody else. And that anger, and for me, it was rage. You know, it manifests. I used to look at people, random people in the street and feel so much rage. I and I would come up with stories in my head of, uh, you know, complete fantastical mm. stories. 
I, of this confrontation and I had no idea why it was like that. And I realized that it was anger towards my family and my parents mm. and I wasn't allowed to show anger towards them. So it only manifested elsewhere. And I think that happens with other people as well, which is why sometimes um, workplaces can become tricky for some people because, you know, you've got somebody who's micromanaging or just being, and it's a workplace, you don't have time for to therapize people there, yeah. you know, you've got to, you're there to do a job. Um, but, I, you know, that can happen for sure. Um, and then the second is ego. Yeah. Oh, honey. We could do know, many episodes Especially on the these ego. days, especially these days, I think not everybody is as is in the same way racist as they used to be in the 90s. You know, I'm walking down the street. Nobody's calls, calling me a packy. Yeah. But when they're drunk, oh, they God. might be inclined to do something that's racially driven, shall oh, yeah. we say. And the reason why is because of their ego. Yeah. They just want to be seen. Yeah. For those five, ten minutes, they're gyrating on the dance floor. They need all the attention on them because then they will have to go home and face their reality mm. of who they are. Mm. And, that's and when you don't dark. indulge in that, when you don't recognize their ego, it completely diffuses the situation and they have to deal with not having their ego seen heard or stroked um which in the long run is a good thing no no i, I in the long run agree. i completely agree to you. I, I would say to my so well like for example when i was at birmingham pride and um somebody was um i, I was obviously performing but before i was performing somebody was um being racially offensive towards me mm. and I didn't indulge it in the way that he wanted me to. Yeah. And it, the, I mean, he sobered up in seconds Ooh, and literally. the blood drained from his face. Mm -hmm. And I didn't need to get confrontational or anything. I, mm -hmm. You know, I, I addressed the situation in a very objective way. And he was not expecting that. Oh, and, I, rem I remember. And I've, I've done stuff out nights out. And I'm like, and it completely diffused mm -hmm. the situation. The, and then I just the, walked the away because I thought to myself, I'm glad you had that experience because it will have taught you a valuable lesson, mm -hmm. you know? And that brings me to um, another point as far as dying and being reborn is concerned is one thing that I've found myself doing a lot more often is um, extracting myself from a situation mm -hmm. or even if something that uh, something that I'm feeling or somewhere that I am or a a certain situation either virtual or in person that's what? developing what i'm now i'll find myself what i now find myself doing is almost kind of like levitating and having a bird's eye view of it and it's really interesting mm. because ever since childhood all what i used to dream of is being able to sit on a roof mm. i always used to want to sit on a roof and look at everything and uh, basically like assess the street i think that's one of the reasons why i'm obsessed with flying because yeah. you're higher up in the air and you can see everything yeah and uh and now i find myself I, i'm able to take myself out of myself look higher up and look at what's going on and that really helps me make an objective decision rather than personalizing it and it's another way of keeping my ego in check and not getting caught up in primary raw emotions. This person's doing this because they hate me and they just want me to take me down. 
it's not that. It's because they've got a busy diary and they just need to say what they need to say to put you to a side. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's absolutely fine. And, and, and uh, maybe I'm not giving the best analogy, but that's something that I've that's really helped me be me. And it's really it's really helped me be kinder as well. No, that, that's really interesting. You know, when you sort of take yourself out of a situation and, and look into it and look at everyone's point of view mm. and look at everything going on, then you can sort of make the best decisions as well because you weigh up whether some things are worth it yeah. or not and then you weigh up your peace of mind. So for example, when you said, you know, this person's diary is full and that's why they're behaving like this, right? That's a really good way to look at it because then you're like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to be nice and kind. Mm. At the same time, they could be a really horrible person. Yeah. But why indulge in it? Yeah. Why, why, let you, why be like, they could be a really horrible person then I'm going to indulge in it and I'm going to get them and all. There's no point. Nope. It, it does nobody. It riles you up and you go, you don't need, no one needs that high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. don't need that high blood pressure. You don't need that stress. You don't need that anxiety. You, you, you don't need that in your life. But going to your point where you, where you mentioned, and we probably mentioned this before, I'm probably going to mention it again and again and again. Yes. It's that, it is that breaking down of ego. And now what's really interesting, what we've both talked about is we both, and this is the hardest thing that people really struggle with doing. We both literally dragged our former selves. Mm-hmm. We both sat here. Mm-hmm. We recognized X, Y, and Z wasn't the best trait, weren't the best traits and qualities that we had, no. and we we decided ourselves to change that about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right now, do you think you made the right decision changing those qualities about yourself? Oh yes, hundred percent. What, what's been better in your life since changing those qualities? I think some things that have really helped me is not taking life too seriously, relaxing. Um, humanizing people mm. rather than seeing them for their job roles oh, or yeah. what they're able to do for me i've been able to see them as people and beings and spirits that i'm connecting with mm. and i'm vibing with and i'm having a mutual experience with you know when i do say for example in the entertainment world when i do shows some of the best times i have are with the stage managers yeah or the hosts or the technicians i <laughs> yeah oh, i love hanging I'm out not, with them and, yeah i love hanging out with them and talking to them and, yeah or like you know when we do anything that's sort of um tv related i love talking to the um, production staff Kiki. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Whereas in in the previous world, I'd be like, right, you, okay, we need to do makeup, right? Okay, why is this light like this? Why is, and really, that's all about my ego and it's about my insecurity. And um, one thing that I'm currently learning is being vulnerable enough to ask for help because people mm. are willing to help you. Mm. I think. Uh, you know, oftentimes I put on a confident and strong front and uh, there's no harm in that. And there is a lot of rea- um, reality in that because um, I am a confident person, you know. Um, but the vulnerability is that if I open myself up and I ask for help, will people take advantage of it? Will it become a race yeah. thing or can I be vulnerable vulnerable enough? Can I be confident in being vulnerable enough to let people help me and help elevate me and i'm testing the waters with that oh well we'll find out maybe in next year how that goes for you darling 100 percent. and maybe i already have been vulnerable i just haven't realized it Mm. what about you what about me and the question that you asked (laughs) i asked you the question um where are you i would say i'm extremely i'm I'm extremely happy with the way I, i i've changed and the reason why i'm extremely happy because it made me happier Mm. And making myself a better person has made me happier. Were you shit before? 
Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't the best, you know. Mm. Um, I, Even during the time we were together. Yeah, but it, I was amazing to you. Babe. Were you horrible? <laughs> so end of you were mean to me. No, I was not. Get out. <laughs> okay, oh, pack your that, bags, bitch. What did you just call me? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would say my traits have changed, and it's a, like it's a lifelong thing, and I wanted to keep getting better and better and better. And what what that's enabled me to do is really like hone in on all the good qualities of myself and making them the only qualities mm. that I, I can have and making them the best of myself. And I feel like, you know, it, it, it's great because I, I get to converse with so many people and talk to so many people and really, you know, try to inspire them a little bit to get better mm. and be a better person. And that's a great position to be in. And that's, you know, that's just me and my purpose um, on this planet and in this life. And, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm so glad I've worked on the, the anger that I've held and misplacing it so much because yeah. I'm so much at peace and so much more calm and so much more relaxed. And um, and I'm so happy I've worked on trying to free myself from my thoughts and my mind. And Free your mind. Yeah, yeah. Literally, though. The rest will follow. Honestly, it, it's very, really true. You know, free your mind. Free it. Free it. it you know, every, your mind is literally in a prison. Well, your you thoughts need, aren't oh you. Oh, yeah, your thoughts are not you. No. Separate yourself from your thoughts. It's like information that you're processing. 100%. It's not necessarily you. And to those out there that think, oh, my God, do lolly, hippie, blah, blah, blah. I always say, well, you know what? Even if this is completely wrong and crazy, I would rather live in my delusion land. Mm. Because if I've got one shot at this life, I want to mm. live it happy, babe. Yeah. I want to live the majority of my life happy. And it's been tough. Life's been tough. So I'm like, this is it now. Like, I'm going to live my life happy. And I'm hoping that can inspire other people to do the same, you know, mm -hmm. and really break down your ego and work on yourself and become happier because that is the key. It's happiness and feed your inner child. It's the purpose of life. Happiness and its pursuit. It is. <laughs> Here we are. I don't know what happened there. Two enlightened beans. Did you say bean? Beans. You always say bean, don't you? Yeah. What kind of bean? Heinz. Heinz. Heinz, honey. It's I did something disgusting today. What did you do? I ate spinach curry. Why is that disgusting? Sag? Because I put a few beans in Why? there. Why? <laughs> this is really nice. Girl, <laughs> you get it, sis. By the way, I just want to wrap this podcast up by saying the following. Some people may be listening to this podcast and saying, no, these lying little bastards, we know what they're for. And they were really, really horrible to us. I just want to say, I wish you peace, harmony, success. And you probably deserved it. You're welcome. <laughs> I just want to say this. <laughs> I'm joking. I love you. All. I, I do. I, I, I wish you happiness. I wish you serenity. And I hope that you work on yourselves. Yeah, work on yourselves, bitches. Stop coming for us. Stop coming for <laughs> Please us. Please stop. Motherfuckers. <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to. Because, I, no, but, you know, people do that. But guess what? There's no bite back from me. It's all love. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing. Bitch, I'm too busy. But also, I don't want to. I don't want to be that person. That's not me. Anymore. Yeah. Has anybody tried to come for us? Let's not get into it, babe. Let's wrap this podcast up. Oh yeah. I, well, if they have, I haven't felt the. You know. I haven't felt the repercussions. Do you know what I mean? So thank you. <laughs> come again soon. We we'll, thank you. Come again. Love you all lots. And literally, please thank you. Come again. Um, thank you very much for listening. And do sh share our podcast and review it, and let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know what you think of the adverts. We yeah. love you lots, and mm. you know what. 
it's been a wonderful time. This year is coming close to an end and the podcast has done very, very well. This has been one of our most successful years. So we owe it to you guys. Um, I recently found out that the podcast is very popular in America. So howdy y'all. <laughs> howdy y'all. We love you all. chatting over in Pakistan. So hi to y'all as well. Oh, assalamu alaikum Pakistan. Yes. <laughs> we love you, but you, you don't, don't love me. Goodbye. Bye. Heinz Beans. Thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir. For all the latest happenings, you can follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. That is at You Don't Love Me Boys.